It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. For years they've been anticipating this moment. And the first pitch in Double Ray history will go directly to the Hall of Fame. Celebrating 25 years of Tampa Bay Rays baseball. This is the Tampa Bay Rays 25th Anniversary Podcast. 3,000 base hits for Wayne Boggs. And he hits a home run to do it. Host Neil Solons will be joined by members of the inaugural Hall of Fame class. Towards the alley, Crawford going over. Makes a headlong dive sensational flying catch in the alley for one away. We'll also honor the greatest teams, players, and moments in franchise history with special guests along the way. Longoria on the run. He gets there. The Rays are going to the postseason. Swinging a ground ball to second. This should do it. Aki has it. Takes it to second himself. This improbable season has another chapter to it. The Rays are going to the World Series. Swinging a fly ball to right field. He's going to get it. Ben Zobrist is there. And Matt Garza has no hit the Detroit Tigers. It can't happen again, can it? Swing and a drive down the right field line to the corner. It's gone. Are you kidding me? Dan Johnson with two strikes, two outs in the bottom of the ninth has just hit it out and the Rays are tied at seven. They're still light. Here it comes. Swing a line drive down the left field line towards the corner. This one, it's gone! It's gone! Evan Agoria has just hit the Rays to the American League wild card. All the way to the wall, it's gone! A home run for Mike Brasso and sweet justice in San Diego. Here's a swing and a drive, right center field. Back and it goes, bats to the wall. Get out of here, it's gone! It's a record-setting ninth home run this postseason for Randy Arozarena. Swing, line drive, right center. It's a base hit. Kiermaier around third. He scores the tying run. And now they've got a call between third and home. The ball gets away. And it's score Rosarena. The Rays have won. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. What a cool intro. And I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll enjoy our new podcast. Yes, we've got a separate 25th anniversary podcast. And before we get into the content for this one, I figured I'd touch on why we're actually doing a 25th anniversary podcast. You know, I, I do think, for one, it's a very important anniversary. Um, and there's a lot to go over in our history. And I think having a separate podcast will allow us to dive a little bit deeper than maybe we would otherwise. For instance, during the regular season, we have a This Week in Rays baseball show that airs on Sundays that we turn into a podcast. So, uh, for instance, on opening weekend, Don Zimmer will be inducted into the Rays Hall of Fame. And we also want to do a lot on the opening weekend of the regular season. So having a separate 25th anniversary podcast may allow us to do a half hour or 45 minutes specifically on Don Zimmer and his life and his induction, where we could, let's say, promote that on our This Week in Rays baseball show, use 
the highlights and a portion of it and kind of redirect you. And this way, for each of our Hall of Fame inductees or for other events that occur during the course of the season, we'll have that opportunity to do something a little more. And we won't be, uh, let's say, cornered into doing it on our Sunday show. And what that also will allow is in the future that we could have uh, additional podcasts within our main channel. For instance, uh, as things progress with the stadium, we could have a podcast specifically on stadium updates or other areas of the ball club as needed, maybe even a minor league podcast. Who knows? It just gives us a little more flexibility uh, and I think will also allow for a little more creativity. Uh, As far as the podcast today, the first 25th anniversary podcast will have three pieces to it. Um, We'll start with the president of Uh, the Rays, Matt Silverman, and will focus on the Hall of Fame. Why is there now a Rays Hall of Fame? Why the inductees at the Rays uh, are going to include in the first class? I mentioned Don Zimmer, also Wade Boggs, the first Hall of Famer, uh, and a Tampa Bay native, and Carl Crawford, really the the first uh, superstar that was developed within the system. Um, and was part of, obviously, the Rays years, the the winning years, the first World Series, et cetera, and so on. So we'll talk with Matt about that and also a couple statues that are being built, too. I think the logo is a big part of the brand of the 25th anniversary. So we're going to chat with one of the vice presidents of the Rays, that being Warren Hypes, vice president of creative brand for Tampa Bay. And then beyond that, I think One of the cool parts about an anniversary season are the neat promotional items that will occur during the course of the year. And I think there's a lot of fan connection with that. So we'll be chatting with Director of Promotions, Stefan Thomas. We start, though, with Matt Silverman. And Matt has been here for the bulk of the 25 years. And I asked him the importance of a 25th anniversary. I think about what I was like at 25 or, you know, some 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 kids that I know now who are 25. And it's it's a wonderful age. Um, and it's a, it's a great thing to be able to celebrate sort of young adulthood um, when you have the world ahead of you and you're a little headstrong, um, you're, you're ambitious, and you, know, you, you feel like you can conquer the world. And that's sort of where this franchise is uh, at, at this point. You know, we've, we've made it 25 years. We have uh, cemented our reputation as a, a great major league franchise that does a lot with less than a lot of its competitors, uh, tradition of winning, and we're on the verge of, of building a ballpark we know we need to in the next few years. We're going to do it some way, somehow. Uh, and so it's an exciting time, and I think that the 25th is, is really perfectly timed for this franchise. What are the memories that stream back for you? Because you've been part of this through the majority of the 25 years. It, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it makes me pause to, to think about that. I think this is uh, my 19th season with the Rays. So <clears throat> I, I didn't know the first six, uh, <clears throat> and a lot of those were the Devil Ray days. Um, <clears throat> but I do know the, you know, the next 19 uh, from, a, from a personal standpoint. Uh, and you know, to, to look back and think where this franchise has come you know, under, under Stu Sternberg's ownership, uh, it was a joke. It was a, it was a laughing stock at, at the time. Uh, I, I remember I, I worked in New York City, and the only tickets that made its way to me as the, the lowly analyst were the, the, the Yankees Devil Rays tickets. Those are the only ones that, uh, you know, that I got offered because uh, no one wanted to go see the Devil Rays play the Yankees uh, up in New York. So, um, you know, now you look at this franchise, you look up at the rafters, you, you see these banners, um, and uh, we've, we've become a part of the fabric of, of Tampa Bay and, and really Champa Bay. You know, you, you, you have three proud sports teams, all with a solid history, but, you know, so many great decades ahead of them. 
as a, you've been obviously on the administrative side for these years, but as a fan, because fans look at this, what, what are the things that stick out to you? What are the things, that, the memories that flood back over this period? Oh, there's so many memories. Uh, you know, there are a lot of individual game moments that, you know, stick in your head. Um, you know, the, the, the World Series appearances, you know, some of the things that we're going we're gonna to honor this year, some moments that, that we honor. Um, but I also think about the passage of time. And you, I, I'd like to think back 5, 10, 15 years, um, you know, what my, what my kids were like, what, you know, what my relationship with my wife was like, um, the games I went to with my mom or, or my dad, my uncle, and just think about all of these personal family milestones that took place with the, with the team, alongside the team. Uh, and, you know, it, it, you really feel that passage of time, uh, and it's comforting. It's comforting to know that the baseball team has been there for 25 years alongside you. There are kids who were born. They're 25 years old now. Um, they were born when the franchise first started. Um, you, you measure that time uh, over over those two plus decades, and um, you know that that that's that's really you know how I think about this and sort of stepping back and reflecting on on what this franchise has done. And with the 25th anniversary, probably the thing that will stick out to a fan is the fact that a Hall of Fame is launching for the Rays. So why is now the right time? It's the right time because it's not the wrong time. Uh, you know, five years, 10 years into a franchise, you probably don't have the history. If you wait any longer than 25, um, it feels overdue. This is, feels like the, the sweet spot. And we, we, have, we have a handful of, of players, coaches that we, that we wanna honor. We're, we're gonna honor three of them uh, this year knowing that there are more to come. Um, we have players that are still playing that, you know, once they're retired, they'll, they'll end up in this Hall of Fame. Uh, there are coaches that will end up in this, in this Hall of Fame. But the, the three that we, picked it, that we picked for this year uh, you know, represent more of the early years. Um, you, you, have, you have Zim, you have Wade Boggs and Carl Crawford, and they all have their place. There, there is some, some Rays history there, and some, uh, but a lot of this was, was marking those early years, the formative years that were the foundation for this franchise. So in, you were part of the process, I'm sure. So what made you go to those three? You mentioned the early years, but was there a decision on why three this year versus more or um, – Playing or not playing? Do they have to be retired? What were some of the criteria you, you guys looked at? Well, so we were sort of doing this on the fly uh, and trying to, to figure out um, the right number without going overboard. Uh, you know, Longo is going to be in this when, when his playing days are done and we can give him the, the, the proper uh, send off and, and the proper induction. Uh, but, but he's still playing. And, and so uh, that was an easy, easier decision. And when we focused on, you know, the ones that we wanted, um, we, we wanted the early years in the bridge to the, the success of the Rays after the, the change of the name. Um, you, you have Boggs, who you know, is, is one of those figures that you, you associate with the beginning of this franchise. And you have the 3,000 hits, and, and you have the credibility that he brought to this franchise early on uh, when it was just starting in the hometown connection, and that, that felt really good. Uh, Fred McGriff is going to be someone who's going to going to be there, but he's got a real Hall of Fame to, to go to this this year, and and so we're going to let that breathe. That's more important, and then at the, at the proper time, you know, Fred will get his due in, in the Rays Hall of Fame. Uh, Don Zimmer, again, there's a credibility piece um, that that he added to this franchise when he was there. 
uh, as a coach, um, as an advisor, you felt like the franchise was in good hands, that you had that experience. And I, some of my favorite memories of, of working for the Rays is during pitchers and catchers just standing by the fence and watching Zim, uh, talking to Zim uh, as he was taking in those first couple workouts. Uh, I grew up as a Cubs fan, and he was the manager of the Cubs, and just it was one of those full circle things for me to be able to do that. Uh, but you know, Zim Zim was here for some of the, those early the early success and uh, uh, and the, the the crazy run of 2008. And um, I think he's yeah, he's a Yankee and he's a Brooklyn Dodger, but he's he there's there's a lot of of Tampa Bay Ray in him. Uh, and uh, we're really proud to be able to, to honor him. And then Carl Crawford just was, was an electric player, um, and he was really the, the, the first homegrown superstar um, that, you know, that came from the Devil Rays, that showed up with the Rays, um, that we won with him, and the things that he could do on this field, just were, were, uh, the speed, um, the power when he got into one, um, and just uh, the style of play. Uh, a fan favorite, and I think I think our fans are really going to enjoy the the time when he comes back for that induction. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you have maybe an individual story with each of the three inductees? Maybe less so Wade, just because his playing career uh, preceded your coming on with the franchise. But just interaction with each of those three, or memories with each of those. Yeah, the, the Zim is it's always. You know, the first couple of workouts from pitchers and catchers and, and just standing there with him and, and talking baseball. Um, and he, he made me feel like I belonged when I probably didn't belong early on. And, um, you know, 28 years, 29 years old and trying to find my way in this organization. And, and Zim was just a, um, a grandfatherly figure for me. Um, so I'll always appreciate that. You know, Wade, I don't have his I, – I wasn't here when he was playing – uh, but he's been incredibly kind to me. Um, he gives some of the biggest hugs you can imagine. Uh, and, I, you know, whenever we see each other at events, uh, you know, he, he always comes up to say hi. And just he's a great representative of, of not just the Rays, but of baseball uh, in Tampa Bay. And then with, with Carl, you know, he, he, we worked on his contract. Um, when he signed his long-term contract, that was something that Andrew Friedman and I worked on. It was one of the first one of the first things we did, uh, him and Rocco's contract. And so I remember those those conversations, those negotiations, and really that that first press conference when, when, when Carl signed his deal and he walked off the field and it walked off the, you know, the press conference across the field and he just had this sigh of relief, like, I, I, I'm good. Like, I, I have my financial, like, security and now I can go out and play baseball. And that was really the, the, the launching point for what was a great career. And the three Hall of Fame inductions will be separate during the course of the year, but really that's not all that you guys are doing to mark this 25th anniversary. There's a couple of other key items that are going to be included as well. Give us an idea how the, the statues, they're going to be part of this year, uh, how they're going to be unveiled, where they're going to be, and how important they are. A lot of these details we're not going to release right now, but the, the statues themselves, um, we have two that we're going to, uh, to release this year later in the season. And they're two of the, the iconic moments uh, in, in Rays history. You have Aki you know, raising his hands after you know, the, the Game 7 final out against the Red Sox in 2008. And then uh, Longo's home run, Game 162, as he's you know, holding up his hands, rounding first base. Those, you know, th- those are two of those iconic moments for the franchise. And so with the 25th, we wanted to both honor the history of the Rays in, in terms of players, but also those moments, because the, I think our fans, certainly I do, associate the players and the moments together. And so this 
allows for a celebration of both of those. And I'm guessing they won't be the last ones that are created in connection with this franchise? No, there's always an eye towards the future. Uh, and and while these will be permanent locations here at the stadium, we hope that this will you know, be the beginning of a, a statue garden that we have someplace in the, in the next ballpark and something that we'll continue to add to over the years as, as, uh, as we create more of these incredible moments. Well, here's to uh, a season that creates maybe an incredible moment or two that's worthy of a statue or two. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. 25th anniversary season and, uh, and get as many banners as we possibly can. Certainly appreciate the time of race president Matt Silverman for chatting about the Hall of Fame and also the statues. And let's hope that there's reason for another statue based on what occurs during this 2023 season. Now, I think a real important part of the 25th anniversary or any anniversary for that matter is really the branding. And uh, a big piece of that is the logo that the Rays have created for the 25th anniversary. Of course, you can check it out at our website, racebaseball.com. Uh, I thought it was good to have a discussion with the Rays' vice president of creative brand, Warren Hypes, about the logo itself and how it came about. I think a lot of teams, you know, when you're doing a logo, um, a lot of people want to put a lot of Easter eggs in or they want to have like five stars that represent the five parts of their city or this and that. What else? Um, you know, for me, I think simple is better, especially when you're doing something on the uniform. You got to think about the stitching, the embroidery, all the kind of elements like that to go into it. So for me, simple is better. Um, going into this season, uh, we wanted to take kind of an oval from the original Devil Rays logo from 98. We wanted to book in that with the ray and the burst, and then we've got the whole thing kind of encapsulated with a, uh, a silver stroke to, to represent the 25th, the silver anniversary. How difficult was it to come to some conclusion on that, and when did the process start? Yeah, we started this, uh, well, you know, all these logos are obviously due to MLB well before the season, so the process for this started probably six to eight months ago, and uh Usually how it kind of works, I'll work up three to four options, present them to Matt and Brian, the leadership team. But ultimately, it ends up going back to myself and Stu. Uh, Stu is very involved in anything uh, that goes on the uniforms, uh, which I'm very appreciative of. So he's he's very involved in any kind of logo like this. Um, he was very involved in the Fobac uniforms, which we had a lot of fun with some uh, probably about six, seven years ago now, where it was like the Rays turning back to 1970. Uh, he's been very involved in the City Connect uniforms. Really excited to unveil those next year. Um Anything uh, that has to do with on-field, he's very involved in. And, you know, talking to my colleagues in the league, it's not like that everywhere. So uh, I'm really happy that he values what we do and is involved in what we're doing. And so always appreciate that process. So I'm guessing with other teams, there are probably more chefs involved, so to speak, in terms of a logo process? Yeah, I think so, as I understand it. Yeah. Uh, you know, here it's pretty much, uh, you know, our creative team collaborating with the owner. Um you know, Lisa, uh, one of our other designers, has just worked on a Hall of Fame logo for this year. And so same thing with her. I, it was a lot of back and forth with Stu. And again, Happy's involved in all this kind of stuff and gives us these opportunities. So. so when you do a 25th anniversary logo, is that a primary and that's it? Or how many other secondary logos do you come up with and how are they all used differently? Yeah, so we actually did uh, kind of two versions of the 25th this year. Uh, MOB has some pretty strict re regulations for the sizes that go on uniform. So we actually did one with a smaller burst uh, on it that's going to go on the uniforms this year. And then we did another version that's mainly going to be used on all stadium signage and retail with a lot larger burst. And uh, that just allows us to think a little bit about side the MOB restrictions uh, for that. And so obviously there's a one-color logo that goes on the balls or other applications as well that we use. 
Yeah, what are the what are the factors that have to be considered? You mentioned, you know, the size that has to go in a uniform, you know, that where, you know, obviously merchandise and other types of things come into play here. What what are the things that you guys have as a as a design group have to consider? Yeah, absolutely. I think the size of everything. I mean, uh, you know, we're going back and forth with MOB now on on getting the patch hat finalized. Uh, I thought it was a little bit too big on the hat at first, but if you get too small, you start to lose the details. We have like a little little bitty eyeball and eyebrow on the ray and whatnot that gets lost in some of that. So I think just for us, size, simplicity, something classic is always good, something good to strive for. What are you proudest of with uh, the process and the way things worked out? I think for me, you know, especially uh, now with the way digital and social has grown, uh, as content creators, sometimes we work hundreds of hours on things that get posted on social media that somebody swipes through in five seconds, you know, if that at best. And so for me, it's really cool to work on something like this that has some some legacy and some staying power and that people can enjoy for not only throughout the year, but, but you know, it kind of goes down in the history books and with the Ray's uniform style guide for year after year. And so I, I think it's really rewarding to, to work on anything that has a little bit of lasting power like that to it. The 25th anniversary, obviously, you've done anniversary logos before. Is there something special to hitting that particular number for you in this whole process? I think the the most fun thing for me in, in all of this is looking back at, at all the years. You know, I grew up a Rays fan. My uh, stepdad was a minor league GM for the Rays for a lot of years. And even putting together some of the launch video and whatnot now that our team is working on, uh, you know, I, I was there at all those moments. I was there in 08. I was there for uh, 162 when Evan hit that home run. And so, you know, for me, the years kind of fly by here uh, year after year. But it's nice to look back in all those moments and, uh, you know, think about where you were at at that time when these things happened. And so for me, like the most exciting part about any anniversary season is the look back on all that. How important was the connection between the old and the new? Uh, with this logo in particular. And could you describe it for our fans? I, I hope everybody's seen it by now, but for folks who haven't seen it, what what are do you think are the key characteristics to know about this logo as compared to, let's say, what the Rays used last season? Yeah, I think it's really fun to bring the Devil Rays back into this. You know, I, I think it's an important thing for us to look back on the history of the team, but we should also remain excited about the team that we have now. You know, I mean, we have a good shot to, to make a really competitive run the next three to five years. We've got a great window for that. And I think what makes this interesting to me is that, uh, you know, some of those Devil Rays teams had some rough years, right? But I think the turnaround story and the success that we've had the last 15 years really help us to go back and celebrate those days and, and maybe look at them in a new light. Um, you know, I can't tell you the number of people I've met here who always say, hey, I've been here since day one. And it's really cool that people take pride in that, you know? Um, I think we can always point to the 08 or the 2020 as teams, as special teams. But, you know, there's people who love Johnny Gomes or Sam Fold or maybe they love Quentin McCracken. And I think that's what's special about years like this is it allows us to go back and, and celebrate all those eras too. So, you know, hopefully we can all turn back the pages together and, and celebrate this year and have a lot of fun with it. Really good insight from Vice President of Creative Brand, Warren Hypes on the Rays' 25th anniversary logo and everything that is connected there. And I think another big piece of the puzzle for the 25th anniversary is uh, or are the promotions. I think there's a great deal of fan connection to those. So with that, uh, I chatted with the director of promotions for the Rays, Stefan Thomas, about the creativity involved in creating some of these promotions and what it means to be involved in that. I think really just the opportunity to celebrate, you know, the history uh, and especially like you know three people going to the hall of fame that all have their own unique story and all mean so much to the organization uh first with a zimmer and everything he did in the in the game of baseball outside of just the rays but to celebrate you know 
I would say that like our probably our most famous promotional item is the Zimbear, uh, the original Zimbear. It was just an amazing idea. I think Sports Illustrated called it the best giveaway in sports that year, and to kind of pay homage to that and to do a new twist on it and doing it as a bobblehead version. I think it's just something that's fun and unique and different, and you know, it's just one of those things you know to pay tribute to uh, to him and his legacy here is uh, real exciting. So you've touched on Don Zimmer. Walk us through the other items that have been created for both Wade Boggs and Carl Crawford. Yeah, for Boggs, uh, it's kind of a, a fun one. It's a, a Wade Boggs uh, can cooler, but it's one of the kind of new unique twist on it is uh, that it actually kind of can count uh, so it's kind of used as a way to like keep score uh, so if you're playing golf you can use it to keep track and it's really cool unique branding uh, with some Devil Rays uh, branding on it and it shows off some of his career stats as well so uh, really excited about that item too. And how about Carl Crawford? Yeah, with, uh, with Crawford, one of the things for him, we wanted to kind of really focus on a couple of moments with him and then also kind of pay tribute a little bit to uh, his time with the Green Devil Rays. So one of the things we really don't do a lot of is Green Devil Rays stuff. So uh, we have this Carl Crawford mystery bobblehead. So uh, as fans enter the stadium, they'll receive one of three bobbleheads. Uh, one is uh, Crawford, uh, Carl stealing uh, second base uh, and the original Green Devil Rays kind of going back to his rookie years. And then we have two versions to kind of celebrate um, his, his career accomplishment so uh, obviously his uh, his gold gloves that he won and then one was a silver slugger so one pose is kind of gold glove focus where the the glove that he has on is a gold and the base is gold and then one with the bat is uh, silver and the base is silver so kind of paying three parts of his career how uh, how hard is it to come to conclusions on some of these I'm guessing that over the course of you know your first hall of fame class there were a lot of different ideas that came about yeah it's always a process I think it's always fun. It's, I always tell everybody, my most favorite part of my job is like the idea, ideation phase and coming up with all the ideas. And then it gets harder when you actually have to pick one. You know, it's not necessarily ideas, but it, you know, it's a it's a process and it's fun. And uh, uh, the best part, really, honestly, is when fans actually get the item and you see the the smile on people's faces when they get their bobblehead or or the Zimbear or anything. You know, it's just that that experience. We're part of making memories for people. We've touched on the three Hall of Famers that are part of the first class for the Rays, and we, we hit on it earlier in the podcast with Matt Silverman, team president. But what are some of the other items that are tied to the 25th anniversary, and um, how did those ideas come about? Yeah, I think one uh, another item that we're excited about is our, our reversible bucket hat. You know, that's one where it's just one side is raised, the other side's double raised, and it's a really unique and fun design, and the colors pop. And I just can't wait to you know see everybody uh, in the stadium wearing that. And then there's there's other ideas and giveaways that I think are just fun outside of that. One thing that we're really excited about is our Wander Franco baseball bat giveaway. Um, we haven't done a full stadium you know baseball bat, full size baseball bat. It's a 31 ounce bat you know and it's it's a it's a nice piece of wood and everybody's really excited to get we're really excited to get everybody out to the ballpark that day and give them that bat so how many in total um promotional dates are there that are specifically tied to the 25th anniversary during the course of the season well, we have the three Hall of Fame dates, and then there's a couple other ones that are kind of tied into the Devil Rays um, as well. But then we have one more at the end of the end of the season that we're not releasing exactly what it is yet. Uh, but on uh, September 23rd, there's one more little surprise that we have for our fans that we just can't we're not going to all the details yet. But there's one 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 big bang at the end that we're going to give fans to. Very nice. And so are there a lot of other, in addition to giveaway items, are there other promotions that you kind of get involved with that are tied to the 25th anniversary at all during the course of the year? 
Yeah, and I think around all of those Hall of Fame dates, there'll be there'll be events and special opportunities for fans. And I think the other part of it that you know we haven't touched base on yet is that the opportunity that the team is going to be wearing the Delray uniforms a lot more this season. You know, uh, starting off on opening day, uh, you know, makes sense. We get first day, first game of the 25th anniversary, the team wears the Delray uniforms. And then after that, every Friday home game this year. Um, you know, it, it'd be great to see. Everybody loves the Delray stuff. It's such a nice, clean, classic, fun look, and to be able to see the team wearing that more often would be great. We touched on the logo a little bit with Warren. Is is the jersey itself the same classic, or is it look any different for the 25th other than the patch? It's the, it's the same look that we've been having the last couple of years, but we added the patch to it. So it's one of those things where that look is so great that you don't really need to tweak too much with it. And I'm guessing, you know, he, he touched on the importance of celebrating old and new uh, through all this. Uh, it, it, how important is that for you in creating a lot of these promotional items? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we really try to balance because we are celebrating 25, our 25th anniversary. But the other part of that is this is a really good baseball team. Uh, so you want to kind of pay tribute to the current guys and the current roster. So that's why we try to have a mix of promotions throughout the year that celebrate the 25th anniversary. We're also focusing on some of our young stars and, you know, Wander and Shane's bobblehead and Brandon Lau has some items and Yandi and everybody else. So there's a lot of fun stuff in the promotional schedule for everybody. And I'm guessing that's one of the the true challenges in terms of putting out a promotional schedule is that balance between, especially in an anniversary, or balance between the here and now, especially when you're good, as this team is, and also celebrating your history. Yeah, and it's a, it's a you know a little bit of a puzzle piece on trying to do everything right, but I think we struck a really good tone with it, and you know we're really excited to celebrate the anniversary, the Hall of Fame, and all of our our players. Great to chat with Stefan Thomas and Warren Hypes and also President Matt Silverman for our first 25th anniversary edition. Now, we're going to have a number of shows during the course of the year. I'm sure we'll have each of our uh, Hall of Famers. We'll have Fred McGriff on going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, We'll have a lot of players, uh, old and new, that come through on a regular basis during the course of the year to celebrate the 25th anniversary. And we're also going to celebrate our fans and our employees. In fact, on an upcoming episode, we're going to chat with the first ever employee of the Rays, John Higgins, and also Robert Bennett, a 25-plus year employee who is retiring the end of this year. If you have ideas, thoughts, individuals you think would be great to be featured on this 25th anniversary podcast, all you have to do is tweet me at Neil Solons or at Rays Radio. And a reminder as well, you can always review, like, and subscribe, just like Taylor Roan or Alyssa Rice, and become a subscriber. This way you'll also uh, get our podcasts on a regular schedule. Thanks so much for listening, and we will chat with you soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.